welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined tonight uh, by a cinematographer and a director. Um, he uh, works on a lot of stuff, including uh, music videos, short films, uh, a lot of stuff that we'll get into. Um, but uh, I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. Um, thank you, Spencer Ortega, for joining me today. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me, Ben. You bet, man. How are you doing? Doing really good. Doing really well. Weather is looking nice. Vaccines are rolling out. So, you know, um, seasonal depression starting to go to the side. So, you know, things yep. are looking pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, just a little bit. Of, even though it's not like totally warm sun, it's still uh, a little sun is definitely uh, making a world of a difference. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like every now and then you'll get a day that's like really warm and then you've got your second winter. By the way, I'm using my phone because my computer, for whatever reason, it's kind of old, so it kind of sucks with like the Zoom. Oh, no stuff, worries, but, dude. I edit, um, so don't worry. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, if you want to keep that in there, that's totally fine. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good work. Um, well, yeah, I know it's good. We got our we got our second winter out of the way, um, so maybe we'll have a third one. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. Um, did you get your uh, first uh, vaccine dose yet? Uh, not yet, but uh, hopefully in the next like week or two. Cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, I just got my first one this past week. Uh, nice. So, yeah. Uh, your arm might be a little sore afterwards, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I'm getting the second one in a couple of weeks. So it's just exciting. It feels like a weight, a, a little weight is lifted off our shoulders because yeah, like actually getting more and more accessible to people. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm still like a little worried with like the variants and stuff. And I'm worried that, you know, as a society, we might let our guard down a little too soon. You know, so hopefully, you know, people can hang in there with like the masks and stuff for, you know, just like a couple more months and uh, we can stop this thing in its tracks, you know. Yeah, and you already know people are already uh, getting a little too carried away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that it'll be safe enough to start doing like um, maybe limited capacity, like small events toward like the end of the summer mm -hmm. um, maybe we'll get some semblance of some live music uh mm -hmm. by then but yeah uh, you can't be too careful so yeah um, for sure yeah what'd you do today uh today what did i do today i don't know it's all blurred <laughs> um pretty boring stuff got groceries and dropped off a cable that I forgot to include with like this hard drive from a shoot and um yeah and then just you know getting ready for this um yeah it was on uh there's a show that's shooting in town called Joe Para Talks With You cool. and yeah I've just been like day playing on it here and there and uh we had some pretty late nights uh Thursday and Friday and Thursday I was renting my truck out for another shoot and then we can we 
can't really like carpool because of like the COVID restrictions. Um, so I decided to bike to the shoot and that was a big mistake. Um, mostly because I ended up like taking like a bubbler bike, which aren't great for long distances. And it was like, no. like a 45 minute bike ride. And like my legs felt like jello by the time I got there. But, um, yeah, yeah. It's good I've, exercise. Though. <laughs> I've done that before too. Um, one time, so I used to work, uh, at the Starbucks, um, over by Marquette, uh, mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, um, I remember I took a bubbler bike like early in the morning uh, across town from the east side mm -hmm. to get to work. And uh, I thought it was going to be a pretty smooth sail. It, it was the farthest thing from that. Uh, yeah. By the time I got there, I was just completely drenched in sweat. Like I was yeah. disgusting. And I had to like clock into work. It was not. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah. here's a question that was going to lose me. Um, <laughs> Where do you uh where do you get your groceries from, Spencer? Um, a couple of different places. Um, two of them are pick and save. One's pick and save. One's Metro Market, but it's like the same thing, you know. Which one did you go to today? <laughs> today I went to the one that's off of like North and uh, Commerce, I think. Like North North Commerce, uh, Humboldt's. Oh, and, that yeah. pick and save. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> I live right around the corner from it. Um, nice. I'm uh, literally like I'm on wheel in River West, like oh. uh, right off of North Ave. And yeah, uh, I actually stepped in there earlier today myself because I needed what? coffee filters. Yeah. Wow. Could have seen it. Yeah. <laughs> how amazing would that have been? You know, like we could just done the podcast there inside. Dude, we literally, I could have just set it up yeah. right there in the middle of, uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, meat section. <laughs> we we could have yeah. uh, we could have just started shooting the shit and uh, do a little yeah. nice guy podcast. But like, crack open some kombuchas and some some bags of shredded cheese and yeah, man, we could have just set up camp, dude. Yeah. Um, next time. Yeah. Next yeah. time that would <laughs> that yeah. would be that would be a show for sure. Yeah. Um, Actually. I don't know if you knew it was me, but there's one time I pull up to the intersection. I saw you like walking across the road. I was like, bam. And then oh. I wasn't sure if you knew it was me or not. But I think you turned and waved, but it was kind of like a maybe I know this person wave. Oh yeah. It could have been <laughs> yeah. that. Otherwise yeah. I might have uh I might have had my headphones in. Um sometimes, yeah, like I, I don't know if you've seen that meme recently <laughs> where it's like someone says I saw you, I walked right past you and you didn't like say hi. And it's like the meme is like Patrick Starr, like squint, squinting. And like, Ugh. and then the other shot is like uh, just a really blurry image. And Ugh. I relate to that meme a lot because like I will have those experiences where like I'll walk past somebody where like I'm not sure if it's that person because I can't like, especially with the masks, you can't always tell like. Yeah. Who is who? Um, mm -hmm. But I'll like think someone is somebody, or but not. I'm not like sure enough, like positive. I, I won't be sure if like I completely just ignored them and it's somebody I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I've I've had like maybe like thirty seconds or like a minute long conversations 
with some people where like I'm not sure who they are right away like because <laughs> yeah. of the mask <laughs> yeah and then it's like oh yes yes of course how could I like I mean it's mostly people that like I haven't seen in a while like if it's someone that like I've seen in the recent future you know usually right away I'd be like oh yeah yeah I know this person so but yeah um, man yeah that too yeah. the masks are tricky they make it a little more fun you know like it's like who are you I don't know yeah also when like you walk by somebody and uh like you try to like grin at them like smile but they can't <laughs> see your face <laughs> yeah i like, get real i get really into the head nod at that point dude, i do like a really dramatic head nod i do i'm heavy on the head nods and i don't get a lot of head nods in return but you know that's okay uh and like sometimes i'll try to like smile extra because like i know i like, can't see like my mouth so like try to like smile like with my eyes more you know like yeah <laughs> like, you know, it's like it's like looks kind of looks kind of weird right. especially so there's, there's more wrinkles like in your cheeks like above yeah so mask. it's like oh i can tell from his eyes that he's smiling you know um yeah yeah, yeah man this uh the mask etiquette is uh it, it's difficult to navigate sometimes but mm-hmm. um that's why I mean, uh i i like doing this because i can actually like see somebody like yeah you know like face to face and just shoot the shit so yeah for sure for sure yeah 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 i wonder it's talking with one of my buddies the other day i wonder like some of these habits that we develop you know from like covid protocols and stuff you know like how hard those are going to be to break if you break them at all like uh like sometimes i find if i'm like talking with some people and then in my head i'm like oh we're a little too close i'll just like take two steps back and like i wonder if that's something that like i'm gonna keep doing (laughs) yeah we got a lot more like conscious of like pathogens and just like sanitation um i I think about that a lot too like i I definitely think uh hand sanitizer should stay everywhere Mm -hmm. after this um even masks like if you're not feeling well but you have to go out in public like Mm -hmm. that idea to wear one um just so your you know droplets aren't going everywhere uh for sure yeah i mean it's in a lot of ways i haven't quite minded quarantine um in the sense of like i don't have to like go to work i just i'm kind of a homebody myself like i'm pretty introverted when i'm not doing like you know going out to shows or going out to marches like i like Mm -hmm. i just i'm fine being by myself that part that's not the hard part the hard part is like i still do miss like the atmosphere of like being able to go out and do fun shit and not have to worry mm-hmm. about like you know safety so yeah yeah for sure i'm like being able to like hug people and stuff you know like yeah that's a big one or even like high five like i, don't, I haven't like high fived anyone in like a long yeah, time i've been getting really into the fist bumps uh, yeah fist bumps are like chicken wing you know like yeah. with elbow um foot fives um yeah yeah, like yes. five. That's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. We could talk about this all day, definitely. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. like our like predictions, but so yeah. what we talk about a Mister Nice Guy. We talk love and fear, passion and creativity, and so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, we've we've like definitely known of each other for a long time, but it's mm-hmm. we haven't really gotten to like really like actually sit and have a conversation, but. I remember the first, I remember like, I think the first time we ever met in person was actually last summer during the, um, the George Floyd uprisings in June. Mm-hmm. 
and I remember I saw you like because you were you were shooting um mm-hmm. you were shooting some of the the marches and I remember like I think you like introduced yourself or something um mm-hmm. just, like I was walking past you and I was like oh yeah dude it's like nice to meet you and like mm-hmm. it'd be cool to have you on the show sometime I've wanted to interview you mm-hmm. and uh it took a little, it took a couple months, but we're finally yeah. here. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I've, I've seen your work for a while. Uh, I know you've, uh, we know a lot of the same people. You've worked with some mm-hmm. great bands. Uh, it was really just dope to see you out there uh, marching with the people. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, before we talk about everything you're up to now, um, mm-hmm. we'll, we typically take it back. So uh where are you originally from where'd you grow up um so yeah i grew up in waukesha so not too far from here um but still like very like different enough that um you know it was a unique experience like coming from waukesha to see milwaukee this waukesha was like very suburban and milwaukee you know it's very like it's like city you know um so yeah it was definitely like definitely like learned a lot coming to like Milwaukee and like meeting a lot of people from like diverse backgrounds and stuff and really felt like you know I grew as like a person and like broadened my like perspectives on things and um but yeah cool yeah awesome um yeah so uh you came here for UWM right mm-hmm studied film and video production at UW Milwaukee and uh yeah Nice. I took a couple film classes, but it wasn't for me. Um, <laughs> but it was yeah. dope. It was dope. Yeah. No, yeah. The, the film program at UW Milwaukee is very like experimental. Like it's well known nationally, maybe internationally too. For like, has like a lot of very like successful, um, like experimental filmmakers and films that come out of it. Um, but, like a lot of the technical things. I learned, you know, just from like getting on set, like outside of class or learning from other students who have been on like commercial shoots outside of class. And like, there's maybe one or two professors that, you know, actually had like experience working in like the commercial world and stuff. So I took as many of their classes as I could and learned a lot from them as well. Um, but yeah, some of the experimental stuff, you know, at first, like I really didn't like it, but, you know, I think I grew to appreciate it more and then especially like um you know one of the main reasons i chose you to milwaukee is just like the price of like almost any other film school you know it could be like 30 to 60 grand a year you know maybe 100 grand depending on the school where milwaukee since like a public university is only like five grand uh semester and so um i kind of knew that like i didn't want to be buried in debt after I graduated, because it'd be very hard to climb out out of that, and I feel like I have more freedom and like more options now that um, I was able to like pay off my debt like two years ago or something. So like that's been nice for sure. Sure, yeah. And a lot of us even still are buried in debt, but yeah, <laughs> but not as deep. Um, yeah, it's not as many uh, inches uh, above, <laughs> like above our heads uh, than there would have been. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. So that being said, man, uh, I'd love to hear kind of like how, where your interest in film, like doing production, that kind of stuff, like how did it originate? 
Yeah. So kind of a longish story, but because um, I started out like growing up, I grew up like playing soccer and stuff. And that was like my main passion. And I thought I was going to do something sports related. Um, you know, like the pipe dream would be like playing in um, Europe somewhere or like in the MLS. Um, and then freshman year of high school, I had knee surgery and um, played one more year after that. But like my knees kept getting like banged up. So I figured um, I'd rather be able to like walk for the rest of my life than play like two more years of high school soccer. Um, so I kind of like took up acting, did some theater stuff and um, was like, oh, if I want to do acting, you know, I should take some video classes, like learn how stuff works, like behind the scenes. So then took some video classes and fell in love with like directing and shooting and, you know, came to terms with the fact that I'm a very subpar actor. So kind of just like focused on uh, shooting and directing and stuff. And um, yeah, fell in love with it. And I think um, one of my main inspirations, you know, might sound kind of funny, but came from like some YouTube people um, uh, back in the day, they went by like Freddie Wong. Um, but now he has like a company called like Rocket Jump. And I basically just do like a lot of like short film, style stuff that usually like the main focus is on like some kind of like special effects elements and i just thought it was like some of the coolest stuff in the world and uh yeah i don't know yeah yeah took um each week um or like every other week at our high school um there would be video announcements and it would essentially be just like a short narrative with like the announcements kind of like interwoven somehow and so like my last three semesters in high school, I was like doing that. And it was great for like, cause we are doing like so much shooting. So did like a lot of directing and even like acted in a lot of it. And it was, uh, it was fun. Definitely really like missed those days. Cause that was like before I really knew anything about lighting. So just like going out with just the camera and just shooting stuff. Yeah. And nowadays, like I'm so, focus on like the image has to look really good that uh i feel like sometimes i lose just like the creative fluidity you know when it comes to the story of just like going out and just like having fun just like you know shooting stuff with your friends yeah. um but yeah yeah a lot of the stuff wasn't really good but there's a lot of good reps so i kind of like got the not so good stuff out of the way and then just keep building on that right. yeah so oh, cool, yeah. The yeah, the the lighting and the uh, uh, the cinematography is just like very overlooked. Um, yeah, you don't look at film in such a technical way unless you're actually like behind it and like manipulating it. And uh, mm -hmm. I've definitely learned a lot about that too um, with doing broadcasting myself, like in high school, and doing a little bit of film stuff too, like. Um, so when did you uh finish school um yeah finished in 2016 and uh yeah just kind of jumped into freelancing right away and yeah like the first year or two you know it was like definitely kind of on the tougher end um but you know eventually you uh just get you just get to know more people in the industry and you know they like your work and what you bring to the table and find more clients and like more jobs and stuff um but yeah i remember uh 
yeah, I can't remember why exactly, but um, like we didn't have Wi-Fi like my first year after college. So I would like ride my bike to like the Shorewood Library and like <laughs> do all like the internet stuff that I needed to do there. And uh, yeah, and then sometimes I would just like eat toast and butter, but uh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> it yeah. was good. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a struggle at first, but um, yeah, doing pretty good now. So good. Yeah, good. yeah. I I definitely I definitely struggled. Um, still do from time to time uh, with the money situation. Um, but right after you graduate, like, because you don't really like, it's kind of hard to like find your direction after that because mm-hmm. you're just so used to all that structure mm-hmm. um, yeah it took me a little while to figure that out too um yeah like what was your first um music video you ever shot yeah yeah the uh first music video um was with this one rapper trell i don't know if he goes by that same name anymore um but yeah, it was like super, there's actually like two music videos and they're supposed to kind of be like intertwined and it was a good like learning experience too. Um, but yeah, definitely could do a lot better now, but <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And I've definitely, I've gaffed a lot more music videos than I've shot, um, but working on like, trying to dp more music videos and stuff um but yeah i remember back in the day uh running with uh damien and cody and those guys and oh yeah you know doing these super low budget like music videos and uh it's been great to see you know where where they are now like building on that because it's like it's not easy it's definitely like a lot of hard work and like a lot of stress and like when you're just starting out it's like very little uh pay and stuff so it's great to see you know now they've landed up like these big artists you know like we just did that one with like Wiz Khalifa and Cash Cash and those guys and the Matt Mason stuff and um Probably one of the coolest ones is, you know, with like Kenny Hoopla and just like they were working with Kenny like before he's got really big and like now he's huge, you know, he's got like, you know, a song on the next FIFA coming out. So it's <laughs> it's like, you know, you made it if you've got a track going on FIFA. Um, yeah, it's pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's awesome. It's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's great to see. Um, but yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, yeah, shout out to all those guys. Um, yeah, uh, I'm sure that gaffing definitely just like similar to the way we were talking earlier about like um, like when you first find your way around a camera and you make like short films yourself or skits even or whatever it is you're shooting, like just it, it just makes you look at cinema and film in just such a different way like you you almost like overanalyze it sometimes <laughs> yeah no yeah for sure like yeah my first like the first week of college freshman year you know i was like because i was in like the film living learning community which is like definitely a perk of like uw milwaukee so everyone on our side of the floor was like a film major yeah and it's like 
All right. I was in the gym, so I'll see too. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. So it's like surrounded by all these like really smart, talented filmmakers. You know, we got to shoot something, you know, in the first week, you know, just get it out of the way or else, you know, we're never going to shoot anything. And then so we just shot like this action film that, yeah, it's pretty much no premise, just like a cliche, like this dude breaks into this building, which was like uh, Riverview, like our, uh, our residence hall. And uh, but in the story, it's like some high tech facility and had to like steal some like codes or something. Um, so, yeah, there wasn't really like a story, but it's still just like a lot of fun, just like collaborating with your friends and like looking back on it now and it's like oh yeah remember uh you know when we had when ellis was down to be like upside down in this garbage bin and like just like all this other like silly stuff i don't know but yeah it was it was fun <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's you pick it up pretty quickly uh you pick mm -hmm. up on cues really quickly um with production what was the point where you manage to start doing it like uh because do you do you do it like full-time now yeah so I do like a mix of um i do it full-time in like film but within film i do like a mix of stuff so do a mix of like gripping um which is like part of like this is another term for like one of the lighting crew members so i'm like larger stuff that comes to town like uh like t-bomo commercials or amazon or like subway commercials and stuff um so I'll do like a lower level like lighting position on those and then for like indie films and music videos i'll be in like a higher position as like cinematographer or the gaffer and then i've also been like directing stuff like on the side as well and then so just kind of um it's a good like hybrid mix because if i was like just DPing, you know i'd be on these smaller budget things and i want to have like the experience of working with like the march larger budgets much larger like lighting setups so like when those shoots you know eventually do like like when i eventually do come across those plate those shoots as a cinematographer you know i'll know how to um i'll know how to do things right because i have that experience you know working on like the lighting team for those and stuff um so yeah that's so kind of where i'm at right now and then it's gonna over the next few years try to transition more into mostly just like cinematography and directing and um but i'll still like gaff and like help out on like my friends projects and stuff and that's kind of what you have to do in milwaukee because it's like a much smaller market so there's like there's not a lot of money for creative stuff so it's kind of like um you know you help out your friends with their creative things using your skills and then they also have like their own like skills that they possess and they'll help you out um when you're directing or like shooting something and um yeah 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 i i get that you're well you're definitely uh specialized uh in, in a number of different ways it sounds like uh and that versatility is uh definitely what enables you to like be able to take on so many roles and therefore make more of this <laughs> yeah, yeah a little more exactly. of this yeah. <laughs> This um, is always nice, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of like indie films, uh, you've worked mm -hmm. on in the last couple of years. Tell me about uh, some of the stuff you've done. Yeah. So, man, probably my like my favorite indie film experience was like one of the first ones that I did. Um, 
it was with like Carol Brantz uh, for her feature, Dear Coward on the Moon. And um, that was the first like indie feature that I gaffed. And we were shooting up in Viroqua, Wisconsin. So like super rural area. And like part of what made it so special was that um, kind of like the week before or something like um, the locations that we were going to be housed at, the people are going to be sleeping at, like that kind of fell through. And then, so I think like Marty, who was one of the producers and Carol, they kind of just posted on like the Viroqua like community Facebook page, like, hey, we're shooting a film, you know, from this time to this time, looking for a place to like house like our actors and crew. And um, so we ended up staying at this, uh, it was like an old abandoned, like tobacco factory that this guy converted into a, a like a used bookstore called Driftless Books. Yes. And so it's, so it's pretty much like film summer camp because we were just like, we had like sleeping bags, like air mattresses, and we're just like hanging out in this old tobacco factory turned into used bookstore. And uh, yeah, it was like, it was pretty magical. And like everyone had like their own like book section, like somehow I ended up in like the romantic novels or whatever, but um, it was fun. And uh, the, uh, a lot of like good time, like bonding and stuff. And um, um, one of the weeks, this guy, he brought like his guitar and stuff. So we're just like chilling in the kitchen there and he's like playing his guitar and we're just like rocking out and yeah there was this one song by the killers that he was playing and that we all just like went crazy on through we like standing on tables and stuff um it's like that one that's like i got sold but i'm not a soldier or whatever oh yeah yeah um, yeah. yeah 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 so that was uh yeah i was just i was just a magical time probably my favorite uh indie film that i've that i've been on um nice but yeah yeah it's cool when it takes you into just some of those like just niche establishments that mm -hmm. you know you likely wouldn't have found yourself in uh, without any context <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of the exciting thing about being like a creative in the sense of like specifically with video exploring is like a, it's like a virtual diary almost yeah. uh, like being able to like go around and travel to different like you know weird or unusual places uh and document it or shoot something cool in it like it's uh that's definitely why i want to i definitely want to like travel and get out there more i'm more mm -hmm. of like i'm more into the photography aspect of it personally but wherever you go you kind of think about like oh this would be cool or that would be cool if like we did that there you know yeah yeah you kind of like notice like especially on the visual side of things just like um just the way light interacts with the world and stuff and just like we see light bouncing off like some some direct sunlight bouncing off some buildings creating like some cool texture in like a certain area and it's like oh that'd be like kind of make like mental notes. Like if I need a spot for like, you know, quick inserts for some music videos or something like, you know, that would look really cool or like, yeah, I just kind of like walk into a room and you're, you're like, actually just kind of think about like how you can like light it or like how you can shoot it and stuff. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's like, 
definitely stuff that like I never really thought about before and like never really noticed like especially when it comes to lighting and how just like the different color temperatures of lights and like how daylight is like a bluish you know tone and then you got like tungsten lamps which are like warmer and like it's stuff that like seems so obvious now but when I was younger I don't think I ever really paid attention to like the subtle differences in like the color temperature of like lights and stuff yeah like yeah yeah it's the optical consciousness if you will (laughs) it's a good way to put it i think yeah i don't know i created but uh yeah dude that right on that's dope uh so yeah in terms of like music videos you've worked on recently i know you did uh Mm -hmm. after our animals uh Mm -hmm. that was a really cool video i liked that concept a lot thanks thanks yeah yeah that one was um yeah, that was like one of our first, one of our like first videos that we did, you know, after like the shutdown. So like everyone was eager to just like create something, you know, and um, yeah, I was super stoked with it. Kyle and like Steven told me that they were making like a greenhouse cube thing and they wanted like a super large, like soft light source above it. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, like, let's get it. So yeah. we like we rigged up uh, just like this huge um, white fabric to like the ceiling, and then rigged like some quasar tubes, which are just like some LED, LED tubes below it to like bounce up into it, give us like yeah. this nice like soft light. And uh, yeah, I was super stoked with how that like turned out. And like I just like during quarantine, I like taught myself like some uh dmx stuff and then so we were able to create like this uh fire gag where you know it looked like one of the rooms was like on fire and stuff yeah and, uh, yeah yeah it was it's a lot of fun oh yeah. yeah i'm actually gonna i'm gonna pull up your um instagram here uh you also did sierra uh a new a video for her uh, a couple months ago yeah she's a uh, this dope artist in France um, kind of does. I'm sure there's like a more technical, accurate name for it, but like techno synthwave oh, yeah. music. And um, my friend Parker, because um, he was looking, you know, for something to like direct and he likes her music. So we just like reached out to her on Instagram and um, it's like, hey, I'd love to like shoot music video for you and like picture some ideas and she really liked them and um yeah and then um Parker you know told me the idea and stuff and you know we made it happen and um yeah that was like it was tricky because like um you know we definitely want to be extra safe with like COVID and stuff so normally you'd have like a couple extra people helping out but for that project um it was just him, me, and our um, makeup artist, Anna, who does super awesome like makeup work. And um, yeah, and I had to use, um, I built like these lights um, that can do any color and I can like control them from like my iPad and stuff. So yeah. I was super clutch, like since we didn't have like crew to be like adjusting lights on the fly, you know, it was nice. Um, a lot of times, um, Parker would be like operating and then I'd be over his shoulder dialing in, dialing in um, 
like the light levels and like the light color and stuff. And then, so they were like perfect uh, for that shoot. And uh, yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> um, you said she's from France? Yeah, yeah. So Paris, I'm pretty sure too. Was she like out here um, or was she like, did, was she physically there at all for that? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It was all. Complete. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was just, yeah. Just like a narrative. Um, pretty much like a short film, but with her music. And then she actually too, um, like when Parker sent her like the edit and stuff, she's like, you know, this is really good. I'm actually going to like tweak the song a little bit so that it kind of like fits with like the visuals a little more and then um so yeah so she kind of like re-edited the song a little bit for the music video just to like you know help the timing and everything and uh yeah super cool it's a really dope you know cross the atlantic collaboration and, yeah yeah overseas baby overseas. yeah <laughs> um tell me about the don't jealous me uh uh shoot that uh you you did yeah so um that's for my friend edna um she's just looking to build up like her acting reel and stuff and um some of the agencies that they talked to they're like oh do you have any like dance work and she didn't have any like videos um showing like her dancing skills and stuff um so she asked me if i could uh you know help her with that and i was like yeah like yeah totally be down um because we worked together on this uh web series um called 21 keys and she was just super cool and just like an awesome person to work with and um and then so like right before that shoot i was had to go to um wyoming for another shoot and so i just got back and then like the day after we were going to be shooting her dance video and i was like so tired and i was like man i gotta like i was thinking about asking her you know like is it okay if we push it back um so i was just so tired but you know with like any projects if you keep pushing it back you know eventually like it just never happens yeah. and she for 21 keys um we had to reshoot a scene and for most of it she didn't have braces but then she had got braces um because she thought you know that we were like done filming we're gonna shoot one more scene and without anyone asking her to she like removed the braces herself holy and, shit yeah can you even do and, that like <laughs> yeah i can't remember exactly how like her dentist was not happy at all but um, but I was like, if she, you know, if she, um, can remove her braces for the 21 keys shoot, then I sure as hell can, you know, power through being tired, you know, to shoot this video and make it happen. And, uh, yeah, so it's fun. Just kind of like went to various like locations around Milwaukee and filmed there, like doing some dance stuff and uh yeah it's cool right nice. yeah <laughs> yeah man good shit right on that's uh that's yeah. real uh devotion uh yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah um so 
you want to talk, talk a little bit about the work you were doing like during the uprisings film uh, shooting um, last summer? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, back in 2019, um, so my friend Laura Kesman. Um, oh, shout out, big shout out to Laura Kesman. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's awesome. Yeah, and Bianca, she's also awesome. Also love you. And, shout out to her. Yeah, and William Howell. Um, so Will, um, so there's this kid and we're seeing um, that was killed by a police officer and um, not a lot of people really knew about it because there wasn't, you know, any like cell phone footage or anything. And it was just uh, super tragic because like the, the reason that he was being stopped was because he was like riding a bike without like a, a light on it. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's just crazy to think, you know, how does it go from, um, you know, the cops trying to stop him because he's riding his bike without a light on to, you know, him being shot with like two bullet holes in his head and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So like, it just, you know, it just wasn't right. And, um, you know, Will has been wanting to shoot like a documentary on it. And um, someone like recommended Laura cause she's like super awesome with, you know, documentaries and like storytelling and stuff. And then, so we reached out to her and they kind of, you know, started like collaborating it and stuff. And so we shot like our first round of interviews in like late November or early December of like 2019 and then yeah, then a few months later, um, you've got, you know, Rihanna Taylor and like George Floyd and Maude Arbery and stuff. And so, um, yeah, and so we had like, you know, all these like large protests and stuff. And Laura and Will went out um, to Minnesota even, you know, shortly after the George Floyd case, you know, to film um, things that were going on there. And, um, and I wanted to film as much as I can as well. Um, you know, for multiple reasons. Um, I think just kind of like, just document everything just to have like as much footage as I can. Um, so that, um, you know, while our documentary is like focused primarily on like Tyrese West, who's like the kid in Racine. Um, it's also kind of just like, I'm like, it like uh, it focuses on like the broad um, like the cycle of like police brutality and stuff using like Tyrese West story as like the focal point and stuff and then so it's like um, filming like these protests and stuff we may need footage like for that documentary but also too I think it's important just to have like all this footage so that you know if there are any other documentaries or stuff um, that are like that are being made or looking to be made about um, you know other aspects of like the protests and like the movement and stuff you know I can just like give that footage away for like um, people to use and stuff um, well yeah too and it's also just like um, just kind of felt like a way to just like help like contribute um, 
to the movement and yeah. whatnot, just to do what I can. Um, and so like, you know, cause I definitely wanted to march, but it's like, you know, while I'm marching, you know, I might as well um, film stuff too that people can use uh, in the future. Totally. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you're out there. Uh, it definitely wasn't easy, um, but it was important. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. uh, you know, long days, long nights, um, mm-hmm. a lot of uncertainty, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of scary moments. I mean, I was fortunate to not have actually clashed uh, with any, like I wasn't uh, in any of the marches that got like tear gassed. Um, mm-hmm. Not until, I wouldn't until I went down to Kenosha after Jacob Blake almost got mm-hmm. married. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there were a lot of people that were um, confronted by, yeah. uh, and yeah, I mean, that shit is just really, uh, it's scary, man. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's important like that people like you were out there, um, you know, getting mm-hmm. uh, people's uh, revolution, yeah. uh, getting it out on, on camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a big shout out too to like Sean Kafer and uh, Madeline and those I folks just had them were... on the show like last weekend actually oh awesome yeah yeah i know because they they've been out there like every single day i'm pretty sure like you know for like the over 200 days that you know that's been going on and um yeah they've been putting a lot in a lot of work i know they're focused on the specifically like the people's revolution movement and stuff um so yeah i'm excited to see um you know that documentary and you know all that uh put together i think it's gonna be really cool dude Uh, oh yeah yeah um that good shit so uh where are you guys at with it now uh your own production um we are we just started interviewing um so we've interviewed like the family a few times and um, other like friends and like cousins and stuff. And we've just started interviewing, um, kind of getting like expert perspectives, just like on like the legal side of things. And also just like some like historians, you know, and like some people who like grew up in Racine and have like lived there for like 70 to 80 years, you know, and just talking about just like the history of um, we're seeing and like what things were like, um, you know, back in the day, like, you know, before, um, like those major like civil rights laws were passed and stuff. And, um, yeah, so I think we've got a few more expert interviews coming up and, um, and then we're also shooting, um, some other stuff for different parts of the documentary. Like there's this kid who wrote like this very powerful poem. And so we're going to be filming him, performing that, and then um, also just like adding just some like cinematic ambience to it. Um, And there's going to be another of other like kind of like creative aspects like that that'll be intertwined uh, with the film and like the story and stuff. Um, But yeah. Yeah, Awesome. Yeah, Um, yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, Yeah. uh, I'm once again, really uh, glad that you guys are um, collaborating and making, telling those stories. Um, 
the world needs to hear them. Mm -hmm, uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot that needs to be changed, for sure. So you can say that a couple <laughs> more times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, what else, uh, have you been up to? What else have you been working on lately? Um, i trying to think. It's all, it's all a blur, you know? <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got a story from mu a music video a few years ago, um, that I did with Kyle and Steven, um, who are now, they go by Fawn Format Productions and, um, it's a music video for this um for tesseract oh, and um we always it's kind of like our our bar for like one of the toughest shoots like if we're on a shoot we're like oh at least it wasn't as tough as you know that tesseract shoot um but we were filming in december like down by like the milwaukee river where you have to like go down like those steep hills and stuff and i don't know why but we're like i mean the location was great but practically it was like tricky getting gear down there because we're literally like we would just like bear hug gear and then just like slide down the hill and then like Jeez. put it on like some sleds and like carry it a little further and like one of our friends casey he got like his eye lacerated by like a branch or something i don't know if last year it's like the right turn where he like uh he like yes. cut part he, yeah he like cut part of his i don't know if it's a cornea or something um but he's good now um but yeah it's definitely <laughs> uh rough then and um but yeah it was and it was just freezing it wasn't freezing cold right away but um by the time we were done shooting like it was freezing cold and it was like icy usually if there's like packed snow you can get like a foothold in it um but um or like fluffy snow but most of them packed down and like turned to ice so just getting back up the hill was like very difficult and we had this huge like six thousand watt generator and it was a long it's a long shoot probably took us like at least three hours just to get the gear down there even though like distance wise, it was maybe like 50 yards, but just cause of the terrain and just like how we could only take a few pieces of gear at a time. Like, yeah, it took like three hours and then probably like three hours to get it back up. Um, but totally worth it. The shot was amazing. But now it's like, if we have a tough shoot, you know, it's like, well, at least, uh, <laughs> at least it's not as tough as Tesseract. Or like, that's what, that's what we measure stuff at. It's like, how does this compare to like that Tesseract shoot? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and that was like, that shoot was also like an interesting story. It was another scenario where, because um, the guy who's in charge of, the guy, the lead singer of Tesseract, Daniel Tompkins, um, he has like some side projects too. One of them is called Zeta. And uh, Steven, I believe, reached out to Zeta or Dan, you know, just like, hey, we're a big fan of your work. We'd love to like shoot in your music video. And then, so we shot a music video for Zeta and he really loved that. And then, so he asked us to shoot a music video for uh, Tesseract. And uh, yeah, it's just like, yeah, just like interesting, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's one of those like, um, it's one of those things like, especially in like the film industry where it's like your work will get you more work 
Oh way, yeah, if that makes sense. Like each shoot. I'm, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm hoping for with my PR, doing some freelance PR. Nice. Um, trying to definitely trying for that myself. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of patience. A lot <laughs> of patience. Um, yeah. Well, dude. Uh, yeah. Well, that sounds exciting. Um, mm -hmm. uh, if someone wants to work, uh, mm -hmm. are you just like cool with a DM, like on Instagram or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, just shoot me a DM, and we'll we'll go we'll go from there. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's like one of the tricky parts with like the the film industry is like kind of like wherever you start, you kind of have to start working for free and like most of most of like the paid work that I have now like originated from stuff that I did for free or was like working on for free um, whether it's like indie film or something and then you know people will see you they'll see like the good work that you do and then when they have like a paid shoot come up and if the usual people that they work with are busy or something like oh I remember you know this kid you know, it was like pretty decent. The stuff I'll reach out to see if they can like help out and whatnot. Um, but yeah, and like, um, and like one of my friends, um, Eric, he uh, McCambridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric, I miss him. <laughs> me too. Me too. He's a, one of the nicest people. Um, but yeah, I because I worked with him like a little bit in college, and then. Um, I was doing music videos with Brett and um, also Eric's, to Brett too. <laughs> yeah, Brett's Brett's the guy. Um, I think Eric reached out to Brett on like Instagram or something. I was like, hey, can I just like come like help out? Um, you know, so I came, helped out on like Ishtar shoots. Shout out to Ishtar. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just like. He was like a very like fast learner and really like picked things up pretty quick. And like, I, like I felt bad cause like we had these shoots and um, you know, we couldn't really like pay him much. You know, I was making little to nothing. And like, I don't think we really could have like paid him much, but you know, he kept helping out and hanging around and like he got very good himself at like shooting and stuff. And, um, and then eventually like I did have shoots come up where it's like I could hire them and bring them on and actually like pay them pretty decently. Um, nice. So yeah, it's like, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's like a tricky industry to get into. Um, but yeah, I just gotta start somewhere, I guess, I don't know. Sure. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. I'm glad mm -hmm. you, we could chat a little bit. Uh, yeah. Talk about uh, the, Talk about your toys and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, toys that uh, film things. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, man, um, right on. So uh, as we're closing out, we ask everyone the same two questions. Uh, the first one is, uh, Spencer, what keeps you up at night? Man, what keeps me up at night? The traffic, um, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. What keeps me up at night? That's a deep, it's a deep question. Um, I mean, uh, there's a couple of things. Um, I don't know, I, I just, I wish that like we lived in a more equitable world and that like 
I mean, I just want like everyone to be happy and like make a decent living, like doing like what they love to do. And, um, and then it's and sometimes it can be frustrating because it's just like, it feels like we're so far away from that. Yeah, I mean, especially with like, like the voting restrictions and stuff um, that are coming about, you know, I'm definitely like worried just about like the future of our country and just like everyone's voices being heard. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and I think just like um, climate change too, it's like how many years do we really have left before, yeah. you know, things start hitting the fan. Cause I think, you know, climate change isn't, isn't going to be like a gradual thing. I think it's going to be kind of like what happened in Texas where it's going to like, when it hits, it's going to hit really hard and it might like overwhelm, you know, our infrastructure and like our ability to, um, that should be keeping everyone up. You know, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, those are probably like the main things. Um, yeah. But I think too, it's another thing, um, the industry and stuff can take like a lot of time and like a lot of hours. And then part of it's just like, you know, eventually, you know, want to have a family someday. And it's just like, I just, you know, figure out. Cause right now I just feel like I won't have like time to give like my family, like the time that they would like deserve and stuff. So yeah. I think one of the things I worry about is just getting to a place where like I can still um, do what I love for a living, but also like give my family like the time that they would like deserve. Um, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I, we're still pretty young, luckily, but yeah, we, for sure. Yeah, I I think about that sometimes too. Um, mm -hmm. When when is when like what's my like uh, <laughs> trajectory of like when I do have to start figuring that shit out? Um, yeah, I think about that a lot too. Um, mm -hmm. The other question is, what puts you to sleep? Pretending to be asleep. You know, <laughs> you gotta fake it till you make it, man. Yeah, no, yeah. I saw there's like this one tweet that was like, "It's funny how like we have to pretend we're asleep before we fall asleep." Yeah, <laughs> and <it> like <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, wow, that's really deep. Um, yeah, what puts me asleep? Um, well, things can seem dark and gloomy at times. I think there's like hope, you know, especially with like newer generations, you know, like at the protests. You know, we saw a lot of people from different um, races and like cultural backgrounds and stuff. And um, I think like, I'm optimistic, you know, that as a society, you know, we'll become more uh, empathetic and caring. Um, and just like understandings of like people's needs and stuff. Um, but yeah, too, I, I think also I'm just very blessed with like, I've got like a great loving family and I've got um, some awesome roommates and like a lot of great friends and um, I can definitely sleep well at night, you know, with knowing that, you know, I've got all that and just like, you know, I count myself very blessed in those ways. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah, man. Right on. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks.
Thanks for being on the show, man. I'm glad uh I'm glad yeah. you could be here. For sure, for sure. Likewise. And um and I guess too, like if uh an impossible goal is really um just like a thousand very small, like very possible goals. Like yeah. something that seems like like no, I can't do that. Like that's way too out of reach. I don't know where to start. Like I feel like the internet is like very underutilized in a lot of ways. Like pretty much anything that you want to do, you can learn anything like on the internet. You know, if you like if you want to be, you know, have like a certain career, you know, Google someone that's doing that and kind of just like reverse engineer from there, you know, figure out like how they got there and stuff, you know, and figure out, you know, just like break it down, you know, to like the sub skills and then what you have to learn for each of those sub skills and like how you can like combine them together. Um, but yeah, I feel like the internet is definitely very underutilized. You've got like a whole world of knowledge, like at your fingertips and like, like for the lights that I built, I, uh, I uh, took like an online like electrical engineering class for like $25 and um, only made it through, they didn't even make it through like the first um, complete like chapter of lessons before I had like the knowledge that I needed to like wire things and like build these lights and stuff. And it's definitely something that I want to like get back into more, but that was kind of as like the shutdown was winding down and I started to like get busy again. Um, but yeah, just, you know, it sounds cliche, but you know, like follow your dreams and just figure out practically, you know, how you can make those dreams uh, reality and Google it, you know. <laughs> yeah. As simple yeah. as that sometimes, Google it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, especially if like, I, I do that a lot. It's like I stumble upon a word that like I don't know or mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I'm using it correctly. Like yeah. Google it. It's as simple yeah. as that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, dude. Well cool, for yeah. uh oh, uh what are you gonna say? Oh, is it thank you, uh thank you for having me on and I really appreciate you know everything that you do, just like you know, just like this podcast, just like you know, talking with like a lot of local people in the community and just like also you know what you do like what you're saying with like the pr stuff and like i know like a lot of musicians and bands and people you know like the hardest part is like getting themselves out there and um i know you've been because you've been writing at like breaking and entering for a long time now right yeah just like i remember first starting music videos like that was always like big deal it was just like oh we got like this uh write-up you know yeah. and, like, these websites and stuff so um you know thank you for everything that you do for sure man yeah. i appreciate that uh mm -hmm. right back at you man i appreciate you for what you do coming along with the trades here you know doing yeah <laughs> putting out what we can as people you know uh mm -hmm. making doing what we can to make the world a little cooler or less stressful uh for yeah all so yeah, yeah there's a there's this good quote that was like um like one person might not be able to change the world but you can change the world for one person that's right yeah that's a great quote um yeah oh uh, yeah right on uh for everyone watching uh i'll be tagging spencer ortega's uh vimeo so you can check out uh his work um shoot him a dm if you want to work together on something cool um yeah uh thanks for watching this nice guy as always we will see you next time
Cheers. Yeah.